This reminds me of a story of because I had a secret Santa at a school I worked at several years ago. This is like five years ago. And I'm not that into this gift giving thing, but I wanted to do it right. And they were made me. So I was like, okay, sure. And they said, you have to spend 100 quiet and don't spend more than that or you're going to embarrass the others. And uh, everyone give a gift. So and you have to pull a name out of a hat like a couple weeks ahead. Now, most of the people I worked with didn't know China and they don't know how to use Taobao and JD. Yeah, I did. And I found out this girl love spirited away so i got her like a spirited away uh lamp oh my god plug it in probably she started crying when i gave her the gift it was amazing i was was like oh i actually kind of like this gift giving if people are going to have such emotive reactions you put you put a lot of thought into it i sorry just i didn't i just went on jd (laughs) for five minutes i mean that's how convenient it is you know what she liked (laughs) and people appreciate it Welcome to The Bridge, fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Welcome to The Bridge. My name is Jason, and today with me is Alex Schur. Hello, Alex. Hello, everybody. With you is Alex. You know, I was thinking about what kind of show should we do for Christmas, Mm -hmm. and it really occurred to me that talking about Christmas back home in the States is probably not as interesting as actually, like, talking about what Christmas is like in China. And if I was an American, that's what I would want to hear about. That's, like, exciting and different, and, you know, so I thought we could share a little bit about what do we do in China for Christmas, because, you know, there's expats here, and, you know, it's celebrated a a little bit by folks here too. Uh, quite a little bit, I would say. Yeah. So on the 12th year of Christmas, Beijing gave to me a podcast and a pair of co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Should I sing the carol? Hi, folks. <laughs> yeah. I want to interview you really quickly. Okay. You lived in the States. So what did you do for Christmas when you were in the States? I think I... I what was your experience like? Yeah, I think we, we talked about this before, but for all of our friends who haven't heard our previous episodes, I did have a really unforgettable Christmas night. I think that was probably the most authentic one that we did. And it was with uh, the professor of our program in Boston University, dear Professor Chris Daly. I would I'll actually send this episode to him so he could listen to this. He invited all of us international students to his house, which is very beautiful in Brookline, Boston. Um, mm. He, uh, Professor Daly and his wife cooked a big meal, of course, the, you know, the, the, the whole Christmas dinner. Um, mm-hmm. And we brought some stuff in slightly potluckish. And after mm-hmm. dinner, we sat by the fireplace and he read us the the story. I don't think, I think that was the only time that we did that. A fireside story. That's very, you know, old school. It's very old school. And I really, really appreciate it. That was my first, I think that was my first Christmas in the United States. And then after that, it was a lot more, you know, Friendsgiving style or people kind of just getting together, mm-hmm. people who don't have families in the United States, but we have to be there during Christmas. We all made 
meet at the same um, kind of dinner and we try to just make it festive. But the time at Professor Daly's house, I think that was probably the most authentic uh, authentic Christmas experience I've ever had. Hmm. Well, that sounds very lovely. Super cute. Um, you know, I was thinking about what am I going to do for Christmas this year? Not much, actually. But um, what I wanted really needed, like in the last few years, I've always gotten a little tree and I, I ended up like telling my wife a couple years ago, this is the last tree I'm ever going to buy because I'll just buy this one tree and it's made out of plastic and we'll just keep using it for 20 years. Mm. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. I can't, couldn't find it. So I decided <laughs> no more trees and uh, I got lights. I got the Christmas lights, you know, the twinkling lights yeah. instead. And then I bedecked our living room where we spend all of our time. And so when I turned the lights on, she didn't even notice. And then she turned around. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. So I guess the lights make it feel festive enough. And that makes me happy. That is cute. That is cute. I want to, I just saw this video the other day and people said um, it was people just literally looking super amazed in front of something and the camera pans and it's a house that is completely covered with lights mm. and screens and it's it's just a regular house but this family just decided to go more than all out for christmas decoration mm. can i say something about in the u.s i i mean i, I know we started off where i we're going to talk about china but i want to i want to point at something interesting that they do in the u.s for people who don't know mm. Is that uh, every single city, town, and village has like a designated street where people pimp their houses for Christmas, and then you drive through there at night, you know, for the in the first week or two or a couple weeks prior to Christmas, and you'll just notice a row of cars, you know, mm. all lined up slowly cruising through this neighborhood, and it's like something you do. So you're like, oh, I'm going out to the movies with my girlfriend or wife or you know whatever, yeah. or uh, or father. And then you just drive through there, maybe on the way, and like adore this beautiful light show and kind of like, oh, who did the nicest house this year? So if you go to any major city or town in America, lots of people decorate their houses, but there will always be that one street that is just like the next level. I would definitely buy one of those houses. I want the you said, you said it, the city rents them, right? So I get paid a little no, bit. No, 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 no. This is just a friendly neighborhood rivalry kind of thing that gets out of control. <laughs> Maybe then it's not a good place for Alex to live in because Alex will get really super overly competitive and spend all of the money on Christmas decoration because it's lights. That's what's fun about it. That's what's fun about it. Who's willing to, you know, go further and set that one more level of stuff out in their yard? Yeah. Like blinking, twinkle. You know, you got to think you, your power bill doesn't just go up. <laughs> like it goes there. There's a tiered system. So each time you pass into the next tier, it gets more the expensive. Cost yeah. of the electricity. Yeah. So you end up paying a boatload of money to like finance that competition. It's not just, you know, the actual physical stuff but it's the electricity powering that stuff say so there's some really cool places in beijing that are also decorated for christmas oh you're gonna say you're gonna like, say Huashi live aren't you well i don't know what Huashi live is i have no idea what you're talking about uh-huh what's that no i really what's Huashi? oh west beijing yeah, oh i just call it wukasong wukasong yeah, yeah i don't know no no i wasn't gonna say that i was gonna say fao schwartz 
You know, in San Francisco, we used to have an FAO Schwartz, which is a giant toy store. And there is oh. one in Beijing. And it is all decked out for Christmas. There's a giant Christmas tree and lights and all that stuff. And so, like, all the major malls in the Guamau area. Uh, yeah, I, are I remember. Christmas out of control. Yeah, no. I haven't been to Huashin. Uh, I didn't know it was called that. But yeah. I'll, I'll head down there t- maybe tonight or tomorrow just to check it out and see if what's going on it's now probably, that you got, you got me curious. It's probably super festive already. There are people in Beijing that just get into that kind of holiday spirit really early on and they're super gung-ho about it our dear friends uh our dear friends uh musician friends the band soul shake <laughs> they started there uh, they're a very famous band in the guamal area as well they de- declared mm. that their celebration for christmas started on december 1st and they started doing christmas songs every wow. night yes very, very festive. Well, you know what? I was really curious because I don't go on the Beijinger, which is like the official mm. expat magazine of Beijing. For everything. I go on there like twice a year or whatever, just to see, okay, what are the other expats doing? Yeah. But I was really curious this year because last year we came out of, you know, lockdowns and stuff. Yeah. So that was more a little bit more than one year ago. And so when, when I originally came out, I was like, okay, let's see what's on the Beijing or last January. And it wasn't that much stuff. And I was like, oh, is this just the way Beijing is. But then I went on about a week or two ago to see what's going on for Christmas in 2023 in Beijing. And I couldn't believe the amount of stuff that's like happening. Fif- there's like, yeah, there's like yeah. 50 events, some of them simultaneously every day, all day, different times. And uh, you couldn't even go to all these things because there are all these things. So I, I made a list and I thought we could oh, wow. talk about some of the amazing because people in the West are told, oh, in China, they're not allowed to celebrate Christmas. So I wanted to address <laughs> how insanely opposite of the, re- the reality yeah. that claim is. So the f- number one, and we can go through this list. I don't know how. Um, number one is Ambassador's Farewell Christmas Dinner at the Hyatt. And this is the Australian Mr. Graham Fletcher, mm. Australia's ambassador to China. Is, I guess he's going home. So he's having a Christmas farewell dinner at the Hyatt here in Beijing. And that's just one of numerous events. What kind of things have you seen that you know are going on? Oh, well, the thing that I wanted to go the most that are happening all over the city is the Christmas Makers markets. There has been so there are the Makers Market that are uh, held by different embassies or the Makers Market is held by organizations or people who want to feel festive. Actually, um, there was one yesterday. Uh, you know, we frequent Beersmith quite a lot. And they mm-hmm. at the at the end of Friday night when we were leaving, they moved the table. They were moving the tables out, and I was wondering what it's for. And the next day, I saw the 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 official account of Bearsmith posting pictures, and then mm-hmm. people on my WeChat moments posting promotion materials about this ma- uh, makers market that are happening that afternoon, where they um, set up uh, you know food and drinks and different kind of crafts and all sorts of like Christmas stuff. And we had just received some really really nice cookies from a different maker's market that our friends brought <laughs> us. And I know that there is more coming up this week leading to the Christmas weekend. So all kinds of fairs. And then there's like quite a few ones in the hutongs where it is going to be kind of outside. It's a little cold right now in Beijing, but they all sell really abundant of malt wine that you can just hold on to and drink outside. Oh, yeah. I was invited to something Thursday night and they were See? like, oh, there's going to be mold wine. And, and I was like, why is there going to be mold? Oh, Christmas. Christmas. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I bought a whole bunch of mold wine spices um, in November, I think on the day of Thanksgiving. I was like, now it's time to stock 
up on spices for mold wine. So I have a lot at home and I will make that all the time. Well, what do you what do you add to your mold wine? Um, um, uh, cinnamon, uh, oh God, I can't remember. Cinnamon, bay leaves, uh, the, all these other spices. I can't bay remember. Bay leaves. Wow. Yeah. And then, um, and then you got to add. That's you, intense. I know. Here's a little, couple of things. Two things that are really important. One is oranges and the other is actually. Brandy. <laughs> wine. Just, I'm serious. Brandy. Really? No, no. You, you throw it. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get your wine. I thought you were oh, joking. I'm sorry. I do this a lot. No, I'm from America. We do this every year. This is a, you know, Smith tradition in my family. Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. You fill a pot uh-huh. with wine. Maybe that's two or three bottles of wine. Yeah. Then you throw your, your cinnamon in. Absolutely. And you can actually add some bizarre things if you want, you know, get creative. But uh, definitely you want to add, you know, some brandy. I'm not talking about bottle of brandy, but I mean, you know, Couple of 10 shots of brandy. Yeah. <laughs> 10 shots of brandy okay. in there. And yeah, absolutely. You want to get that, you know, it's got to have a kick. It's not just supposed to be wine. It's supposed to be like, wow, Christmas is amazing. Okay, now I know this. I got to have another emergency party for people to try and this sugar. new recipe. Brown sugar. Res- uh, sugar, Brown is really, sugar. sugar is really, really yeah. important. The first time I made mulled yeah. wine this year, because it's been such a long time since I made it, I completely forgot to mm. put sugar in there. And then I served it. My friends are like, it tastes good. But from their look, I was like, let me try. And I had a taste. <laughs> you know, and then I, I had a taste. I was like, something's yeah. missing. And then I was like, okay. I forgot to put sugar in there. Mm. I wanted to talk about this is December. I can't, I don't see the date. Christmas Art and Music Festival. Mm. So this is a art pointing. I don't know what art pointing is with Jensen Marino. So this has got Lucky Draw and games and all kinds of stuff. Another one is the ICVS Christmas Party. So I guess that is for cats. It's like a dogs and cats. It's a veterinarian. Yeah. They're having a Christmas party at their vet. Everyone's doing Christmas in China. Yeah. It's the opposite of what you hear in the West. Every even single the animals group. have an event. <laughs> yeah. even, even veterinarians are having Christmas parties. The party animals. So Christmas parties at the factory. I guess that's a bar. I don't know. Yes, it is. It is. is it is. You know all yeah. these bars. I don't go go out anymore. I spend a little too much time. It's a great picture. It's got uh, you know uh, Chinese Santa there yeah. in the picture. It's a Christmas market Chinese Santa sitting in the hutongs. It is a very street. cute Santa, actually. <laughs> yeah. Then you have Christmas cycling tour. So I guess everything is just now Christmas. Yep. You want to get people to, yeah. yeah something I'll never attend in wintertime and cycling. That's not a good combination for me. But I'm sure they had a lot of uh, fun on that tour. On that tour. You know what's really weird to me uh. is how much some of these tours cost. You know, if I get my wife and I decide to go to the Great Wall, for example. We want to go to Cemetery. We will rent our own car and go and come back for like 100 kwai yeah. or 200 kwai, maybe tops, with the tickets and everything. Uh, but I found that per person, these tours to go to the Great Wall are 500 RMB on the Beijinger. For one day? And I was like, summer... Yeah, for yeah, this is one person for one day to go to the Great Wall and back, be picked up at your apartment at 7 a.m. and be brought back at 9 p.m., which includes unlimited water, by the way, uh-huh. but doesn't include the, t- the actual tickets to go in. Oh. Um, and they were charging 500 per person. And I, I said to my wife, Summer, 
we're in the wrong business. <laughs> let's <I> tr- <laughs> let's start a t- tour group. You're raking in the money. I know, and it, it's it's going to be round trip being you know pick up and drop off services available, and also on top of that, we'll throw you some free Chinese breakfast that's amazing and delicious and cheap. Yeah, yeah, it will outcompete them with a better deal, and it will charge four hundred and eighty quai. Yes, and, yes. Okay, so, so yeah. Uh, it, by the way, for those of you who come to China, yeah, you don't need to go on that tour. Just get a get in a taxi and have them. <laughs> bring you there it'll be cheaper yeah okay the tour guides offer unlimited experience and walking so <laughs> they can help you with how to do that if you're, <laughs> if, if, you you're sure. yeah, if you're interested in historical facts and stuff that then maybe pay for the the expertise but if you just want to go for a hike there are cheaper options for sure um house of knowledge's merry open day which is a it's for children there's pictures of kids and they're making like little crafts very cute stuff. so i get that mm. you got kids you know before mommy and daddy go to one of these other more alcoholic events. Yep. <laughs> then you want to play with your kids and send them off to grandma's or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you didn't you have a wonderful Christmas? Ah, uh, now we're at grandma's house. Yeah. Mommy and daddy have to go out. Yeah, yeah. they're busy. Uh, floral class, Christmas tree at Desmac. So I guess you actually learn how to decorate a tree. I didn't know that instructions were required, but apparently so. <laughs> I my friends, my my our dear friends uh had the, a little they found a real they bought a real tree. You know, because we used to get yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our friends because after all, it's not a Chinese holiday. So people don't tend to invest as much on decorations. And even for Chinese New Year, the decorations themselves don't cost a lot of money. But if you want to get a big, mm-hmm. real tree, it does cost mm-hmm. quite a bit. Right. So most people get the plastic ones. And our friends just got a, a real one, but it's very small. It goes on the table. It's not those ones that are mm. freestanding on the floor. And they were bragging to me. They said, look, we got the real tree. And they even came with a decoration. It's all done in the store like that when we bought it. I was like, why do you do that? That's the whole (laughs) whole meaning of getting a tree so you can decorate it yourself. I like their idea, man. Oh, I'm too no. lazy to want to have to decorate that. I did see some cool uh, ornaments you could make at home yeah. using a light. You save all the light bulbs. Who uses a light bulb anymore? But <laughs> you save all your light bulbs. And then when they run out or whatever, uh, you collect them for the whole year. And then um, you take the box out and you paint them. Like, for example, you would paint one totally white. Mm. And then put a little face on it and make it into a, uh, s- a snowman. Or you would paint it totally red and then do like a couple of loops of white to make Santa. And so the- I thought that was actually kind of cute. Taking old things and remaking them as Christmas ornaments. See how fun that sounds? Wouldn't it be more fun if you did it all by yourself and hang it on the tree by yourself? If I had kids, <laughs> if I had kids, I would totally do that kind of stuff. But if it's just me, I'm, you know, I got, I got other stuff to do. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but, you know, in terms of the tree, I did did see this event in Beijing a couple weeks ago. I asked my wife, do you want to go? And they have really, uh, I, I guess they're affordable trees, but you go and you cut a tree down mm. at a lot where they grow Christmas trees near the uh, T3 airport. Yeah. And so they have all these trees that they're growing out there and you go any day, all day. You could probably still go today. Mm. And you, depending on the height of the tree, they cost different costs. So I think it's like about 400 per meter, 400 RMB. So that's like, I don't know, uh, $80 50 for one meter or tree. $60. 50. Oh. Yeah. So it'd be like a little, it'd be like 120, 130 for a two meter full big. That's a know, giant. Two meters tree. is huge. 
Yeah, but that that's what Americans do. Like if they're if they they have a house, not an apartment, they get like a two meter tree in America. It's like Christmas is go about going all out. Yeah. I, I talked to my friend uh, who also plans to he's going back to Germany and he said he's going to get a really tall tree. And I said, oh, that sounds he said he's going to get a two meter tree as well. And I said, that's so tall. Uh, how are you going to put the stars on? How are you going to put the star on top of it? And then he looked at me and he said, well, that's not really a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So they're attacked. Well, you know. Well, a lot of people use little step stools and stuff like that. Um, you know, I like the idea of having a little tiny tree that's potted because I was looking at this, even though I ended up not getting a tree. I looked on JD at trees yeah. before basically summer was like no tree. Yeah. Um. So I, they are the little ones you get on the table and they're just, you know, a foot tall or whatever. Yeah. But what's cool is then in the spring, you go plant it somewhere. And I love the idea of instead of using Christmas as an opportunity to cut trees down, using Christmas as an opportunity to help reforest the planet and fight, you know, carbon emissions. Yeah. And stuff. I, I saw this video of this couple in the United States. They started a business where they rent out Christmas trees for uh, you could keep renting it out. So you go to pick it up and then after Christmas season's over, you bring it back and they will replant the tree. And of course you can keep renting it out. Wow. And once a tree reaches certain height after seven years, they bring the tree to plant them permanently in the forest. You know, a lot of people in America get concerned that Christmas is a wasteful time for tree destruction. And I actually don't entirely agree. And the reason is, if you look at the uh, United mm. Nations uh, Food and Agriculture Organization, FAO, they have how much forests the United States have in all of the countries. I look at it regularly. By the way, Russia has the largest forests in the world. The United States also has massive forests. It's like 600,000 hectares. That's how they calculate it, which is enormous. Yeah. And um, the uh, in California, for example, if you if you are a company which cuts trees down for like timber and stuff. Yeah. For every tree you cut down, you need to replant seven trees in its place. Mm. So you're actually maybe contributing to more forest cover than than you're taking down. And most of the places that grow Christmas trees are like agricultural lots yeah. where they grow Christmas trees as a product and every year they grow more. Mm. So it's not like, you know, it's destroying the world or something. Oh, yeah. listening to The Bridge. German Christmas charity party at German Center. So the Germans are having their own party. Yeah, they are known to the German community here in China, kind of at least in Beijing, from what I know, is kind of known to have like really big extravaganza every year for Christmas with mm. their fairs and their parties and stuff. I haven't been able to make it, but my friends would go because of the cookies. <laughs> they would bring me cookies, but that kind of that's the whole purpose for me. You, that's the second time you mentioned I'll cookies. Really good cookies, Jason. I'll tell you. <laughs> you know, if you dress up as Santa, you get to eat cookies and milk in the middle. And of if the they night. say I don't look like Santa, I just show them that poster with that Chinese Santa sitting on it. I'll be like, look. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the American Chamber of Commerce, which is a huge or organization here in China, mm. exists everywhere. I have many friends who are 
members of the American Chamber of Commerce are having their own Diners Club Christmas celebration at the Apollo. So mm. what is Apollo? I don't know what that is, but it sounds expensive to me. <laughs> I, I have friends who work there as well. And, and as, as good as their event sounds, I will say this. They, they're not, they're not, you know, they could be a little bit more affordable. Otherwise, I, w- I would love to attend. You know, you put a, a nice picture of a perfectly roasted chicken or, or turkey on it. I would love to go. It's just a little on the pricier end of things. Oh, a lot of these events are really expensive. Like 300 oh koi, 400 koi. I could. I, oh my gosh, not even that. One of these events was like 1200. Yeah, exactly. People would ask me, they're like, oh, do you want to go like, to these events? I'm like, mm, yes, I would love to go. I have to pay to go. But but I mean, for the listeners, 1200 RMB is like a couple hundred bucks. That's one person. So there's a virtual like $150 event. Yeah calendar i don't know what this is this is very confusing i guess it's a virtual Chris- christmas i could do that at home maybe <laughs> and this is yeah yeah there's all kinds of really cool stuff christmas tree market so yeah it's 300 rmb for delivery you could get it delivered oh that you know that sounds way better than going out there i didn't want to go out there exactly i okay. will oh this is good i wonder if they still have little trees i would like to buy a little one a tiny one i kind of regret not ordering a christmas tree a week ago but um summer did say no so i probably oh, no. would have gotten in trouble <laughs> <laughs> um, cheesy Pizza Fest at Longyuan Station, which is oh. also Christmas. I, I saw this. This already happened, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I did. All of these already WeChat. happened. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get to go. It was too cold for me to go out that far just for pizza because mm. I would just order Joe's pizza at home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't get specialty pizza on this side of Beijing. I can just get the, you know, we have all of the big brands like Domino's and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're on the side of town, which has all the Where I get options. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have a lot more options. You know, we I was sitting around having lunch with a bunch of friends and there was uh-huh. a person, a friend from uh, Pakistan there. And she was like, oh, you know, naming this restaurant, that restaurant, this. And people were asking, where is it? And it's like, oh, this one's in Stanley Tune. Oh, this one's in Stanley Tune. Oh, this one. <laughs> they were like, Jason, do you like to see food? And I was like, we don't have any. Oh, well, I guess that's one when thing I- that the East has <laughs> against the West, huh? Yeah. Well, you guys do have a lot more Western food uh, or just, I guess, non-Chinese food options that are not overall. Most of the stuff over here is like very, if you want a specialty food from Japan or whatever, it's like a giant chain, like Coco's or whatever. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Oh, Coco's. Coco's is a curry place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's Japanese. Anyways, you can make curry at home, I found out. After ordering Coco's a million times, I realized, wait a second. And it's so easy. I could just, yeah, it is. It is. You just throw the curry into the water and boom you have curry and it's like way cheaper yep. so sorry yep. there's christmas lunch at iberico and celestial christmas dinner at hotel eclat i'm going to jump through a bunch of them yeah christmas family shooting i guess you take photographs who takes photographs a lot of people <laughs> you know it's a, it's... don't you just like use your phone now no but like it to see for example you just don't want the trouble of having a big tree and decorating your tree and buying everybody ugly sweaters and but you want a nice big family photo on this holiday then you go to the photo studio you go to the studio to get professional backgrounds and and costumes and everybody get nicely but lightly touched up and you got a nice family photo out of it. 
You know, I got to I'm sorry. I don't I'm I'm going to take a shot at all the ph- professional photographers out there. Go. So yeah. I got a uh, Sony A6000. It's just an okay like beginner's camera for someone who doesn't know what they're doing. So it's perfect for me. Mm. I and my wife started learning about it and using it and she was like, you know, when she tries something out that's not that great, she always wants the best version of it. So she got Canon and spent like twice as three times as much money. Yeah. And she got a like a professional person's camera. Yeah. And it's like I I don't know the name of it, but it is so oh my god it makes my we could take the exact same picture using the exact same settings and we put them side by side and hers looks like a professional photo yeah and mine looks like like i took it (laughs) so (laughs) there's a reason why the price is there for that camera but my point is i after that i became more aware of like you know what good cameras kind of look like and you know kind of get the range in my mind i go out to see professional media events all the time Mm. and i always look at their cameras and think that's about the same quality as my wife's camera yeah. pretty much everywhere I go. So like if you really want these these photographs that they're offering 20 pictures that are retouched. That's a lot. Or one person for 1,000 RMB. I think my wife's camera costs 10,000 RMB or 12,000 RMB. Yeah. So she could do 12 of these and pay for it. She could be a professional photographer already. Yeah, like, she wants to. She already has the equipment. My point is like, why not just buy a really nice camera and then you have <laughs> it for like, you know, at least 10 or 15 years, right? Yeah, true. But then the person that's taking the photos is always to blame if the photos didn't come out the way that the, ah, the people wanted to, to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a very healthy man, uh, mindset, but that kind of is why you pay for services because you, you can come up with requests. Imagine, Jason, if you want a nice photo taken and the person taking the photo is your wife or dear Summer, are you going to give her a lot of uh, demands and requests? <laughs> I just put her camera on a tripod when she's not at home. <laughs> <laughs> there, problem solved. Good for you, Jason. Because if I if I ask her to take photos of me, she's gonna be very directorial. Mm. You know, move this way. So, raise your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, just like you don't want your your uh, spouse to teach you to drive. Yep. You also don't want them to do your photography. Yeah, I was just having this conversation with my friend, and <laughs> every every person has had really bad photos that their their significant other has taken, and that's a fun little collection of images. You know, if yeah. as long as we're on this topic, yeah. you know, another thing that happens when if you're taking selfies together, uh-huh. couples, you know, you and Dalton or Summer and I, right? What happens is whoever takes the pictures goes through the pictures, if it's on your camera or my camera yeah. or my phone or your phone or whatever, and deletes all the ones where they don't look good. <laughs> Duh. And then all the best ones of you might be gone, you know? So, like, that's very frustrating. Well, then let's both, <laughs> we should, we should, like, both people should raise their phones, take selfies together. Oh, that's together. great. You know what? That's genius, actually. <laughs> that, that, that seems so obvious, but that is a genius solution. Both of you start taking yeah, photos Yeah, and it's going to look like both of you you want to take a selfie. Otherwise, there's always the person holding the camera that looks like the desperate one who's <laughs> trying to take photos and the other people are just have to get in the on the picture. But now both people are going to look like we want to be in this picture together. Short arm people problems. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> so everyone wants to get in on this. So everyone knows Hilton. There mm-hmm. is a Christmas party at Hilton with multiple dates, which means come in every day and spend yeah. your money. 
It's not not actually that expensive for a dinner at the Hilton. Two sixty two hundred and sixty eight. Yeah, what is that? Like forty bucks? That's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. So go to the Hilton and have a Christmas dinner for two people is like five hundred RMB. What's that? 80, 70, 80 bucks. That's great. That's a really that's a really good deal. I'd imagine they'll have like uh, wine and everything included as well. Maybe yeah. Then we have a jazz concert. I'm not sure how that's Christmas, but it's jazz, and then maybe they play some Christmas tunes. Yeah. And we have Christmas dinner at La Pizza. Okay. <laughs> what? Oh, Chris- uh, La Pizza is a great place. Pizza is not Christmas. I mean, pizza <laughs> is pizza, and Christmas is Christmas. Christmas is either ham, like a ham, like main, or it's turkey, right? Or you know something like that. It's not pizza. Pizza is not Christmas. No, the place is called La Pizza. I know. That's the restaurant. Oh, wait, you mean they, but they serve other things than pizza, yeah. though? You know you know a lot more of these venues than I. I feel like you're one of those people who goes out all it the just time. Mean, yeah, exactly. It just means I've spent a lot more of my money on these uh, dining options than trying to cook at home. There's a festive dinner by Bulgari? Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. They probably won't even put the price on the... On, on the... It's, yeah, it's so... Ex- you can't afford this dinner, is what it says. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Like, it doesn't Who need are promotion. you? How dare you look at her advertisement? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't own a Ferrari, don't come. Yeah, it's a slight at Jason and Alex. <laughs> We can't afford this. <laughs> Bulgari Christmas in Beijing. So, I mean, that should tell anyone listening that this is just Beijing. We haven't talked about, obviously, Shanghai is going to have like five times more kinds of this stuff. Yeah. Because Shanghai is the expat city and Beijing is like secondary expat city. So like, yeah. Uh, yeah, over in China, there's tons and tons and tons of Christmas stuff going on. When I was a kindergarten teacher, I want to just tell a couple stories. Yes, I please. was a kindergarten teacher for quite a while, several years yeah. here in China. We always did Christmas. And I worked at multiple kindergartens, mm. ones in Beijing, ones in Wuhan, at three different schools, no, four different schools in Beijing. Everybody celebrated Christmas. Every kindergarten, every school, every primary school celebrated Christmas. They all had some kind of sing or dance or a show where parents would come and watch all the kids sing and dance in different costumes. And that's why the 12 Days of Christmas song so well. I had to teach kids that every year. Other songs as well. And like the school would be dressed up and the classrooms would have like Christmas tree decorations. Kids would color Christmas trees and do crafts and all kinds of stuff. Things to bring home to give to mom and dad, like yeah. Santas and things. So the idea that in the West that, you know, occasionally what will happen is like some university or some very specific institution in China will say this year, we're not going to do be doing Christmas. And so all the Western media jumps on it and says something crazy like in China, <laughs> Christmas is banned. And it's like, what are you talking about? Who are these reporters? I don't understand how they get jobs covering yeah, China if I, they don't know probably, anything about China. Yeah, they're probably going to little towns like, uh, you know, just like fourth, fifth tier cities where yeah. there's not really exposure <laughs> to Western culture. And it's just because right, right. it's not China's not a, you know, it's not an immigration con- immigrant country like America is. And so it's not that they don't welcome foreigners. It's just they like, what would foreigners go do? The, what, what would expect? 
expatriates go to a fifth tier city? Um, what are they going to do in those <laughs> cities? You know, they just haven't been. So there's no exposure to this kind of culture. That's why people are like, no, we don't want to do it. Or, or why would we spend money on this? It's not something that means a lot to us. It's just it's just the same, like, mm-hmm. as if you go to a really small town in America and you say, hey, can you set time? Uh, set, Where's Chinese New Year yeah, party? Yeah, for Chinese New Year party. And they're going to be like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to go back. I'm going to come back and be like, Chinese New Year's banned in America? No. Well, actually, you know, you're telling an interesting story because I was talking to our producer and she was saying she, when she lived in America, I don't remember where it was. I think it was a small town. There was a Chinese restaurant. Yeah. And so she went in there. It was her first year in America. She's like, oh, Chinese New Year is coming. Are you guys decorating? Nope. Are you going to have a, <laughs> can I help decorate? Is there, you know, going to be like a special event or anything? And they were like, same, you know, business as usual. If you want to come in and order food, come in and order food. If you don't want to come, it's same as the day before, same as the day after. And so it was like in America, they don't celebrate, you know, unless you're in like San Francisco, New York, Los Angeles, Seattle. Yeah, Yeah, Boston, where you have a giant Chinatown. Yeah. Then, yeah, there's going to be a huge event. San Francisco's Chinatown is off the hook for Chinese New Year. Yeah. And just like, you know, Shanghai has probably got neighborhoods that are going to be like that for Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, most places in, in, you know, America, like where my mom lives in Oakdale, there's nothing, nothing's going to happen. And it's not that America's against Chinese New Year. It's just that they don't have that culture in the city. If you go to, if you go to Shunyi, where uh, a lot of the international schools are around this time, I imagine the people, the residents in that neighborhood are probably going all out to decorate their houses to make it look as Christmassy as they can. Well, you know, I I have a lot of expat friends as well, and they always did the lights and the tree and the gifts and all that stuff. I've done caroling in Beijing. I've talked about this before, so I don't want to talk about it too long. Uh But, you know, my friends and I would stand out in the cold Christmas Eve and sing carols in Beijing and walk around. And, you know, lots of Chinese people would randomly gathering around us, taking pictures and and filming us and stuff. But it was a great, you know, we would have song sheets and sing for about an hour and drink mold wine and stuff. And (laughs) yeah, it was a good time. It was freezing cold, but it was also... So, you know, it was fun. It was like something to do in the community around us because we did this in the middle of our local community would just come out and like gate, like gawk. Is that the right word? (laughs) Just like with their jaws. What is going on? What are these foreigners doing? (laughs) I mean, actually, believe it or not, if it's young people, if they see it, they probably know what it is, because at least for my college experience, this is the third Christmas show we had, I think, Jason. But we've I've talked about how my college chorus would do a Christmas concert where we sing mostly just uh, Christmas carols or other Christmas-related songs. And the first year, my freshman year in college, uh, we did it outside. That was a mistake. We moved it indoors afterwards. But it was, it, even though it was really cold, uh, it was a lot of fun. And that kind of gave us the tradition of just going out in wintertime and singing on the street as you guys <laughs> do it. You guys did it, believe mm. it or not. And it's uh, it always, the cold seems to always have bound us together uh, a little closer than the the warm <laughs> indoor uh, temperature. And I really want to go back this year to my college, Beijing Foreign Studies University, because um, this this is something that never stops in the school. Like every year, there's going to be a Christmas concert by the choir. It was really, mm. really, really nice. Imagine all across Beijing, Shanghai, Chongqing, Shenzhen, you know, Guangdong, all these major cities. There are probably like school events everywhere where kids are singing. And you're going to see these pictures on WeChat. All your friends with kids Absolutely. are going to Kid, kids dressed up like ridiculous things. Okay, this one I think is interesting because I, you know, you don't think of Zara 
This is Zara, the clothes place, right? No, this is Zara, the coffee shop. <laughs> oh, there's Zara, the coffee shop. I thought this was Zara <laughs> because there's an event at Zara on Christmas Eve, festive Christmas brunch. And I was like, so you pick up some shoes and have, uh, you know, I'll, I'll a, a say, croissants or something? Yeah, I'll say the Zara <laughs> copy editing skill is definitely not on par with the with this Zara's copy editing skill, which is probably <laughs> done by the owner, Seda, who's also um, a friend. Yeah, 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 just bragging. I, I know, yeah, it's not the best poster. <laughs> no, no, I think it's, <laughs> no, I think it's pretty cute. Zara is uh, a very famous coffee shop, especially among expats in Beijing. It's in the Hutongs. It's got a nice courtyard, um, and they've got just a, a great community around them. You could write a book on the, you know, expat. You know what? Holes. I should. I think I should start planning that, Jason. I should write a book, and there should Ex- be like a video audio version that goes along yeah. with it. And I bet the Beijinger would probably do your promo for you. Hopefully, if they pay me enough money to do it. <laughs> oh, I can just promote it on this show. It's probably well. Another mm-hmm. one is Lily's American Diner, Yay. which for you know, this is a very well. It's you know Denny's. Honestly, Lily's American Diner is like uh, Denny's in China, and there's Better more than one only. of them. Oh, there are two. No, I know the one in Shuangjiar. Shuangjiang. Yeah, that's a, that's a smaller yeah. one. There's a bigger one in Sanlitan. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. I've only been to the smaller one. And basically, it's a place where my friends and I would go for breakfast to have pancakes. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. So you can have the, your whole like Western style food. But, but they're having a Christmas party also December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's a m- Merry Christmas. And it's it's affordable. It's 200 and something RMB. Yeah. I think most of the Christmas dinners that are provided during that time will be uh, around the same similar price. Like it'll, it'll be give or take 250 quad. That's just kind of you know, saves you from the trouble of sourcing all of the ingredients and trying to cook at home. You can just go have a Christmas style dinner at one of these locations. I mean, I think one of the great things about these, because I know every one of my friends except me is going to one of these uh, parties. And mm. like the reason they go is to be with other people who love Christmas. Yeah, It's not just about the food. It's also about like the people, you know, there's Chinese people there too, but there's like Chinese people, Germans, you know, British people, Canadians, Americans, Australians, yeah. et cetera. And there are all these people who really want to do something for Christmas. Yes. And for a lot of the Chinese people, it's like they did live in that country or they just love want to see what Christmas is all about. Yeah. And so you have like tables full of people eating turkey and cheering each other and drinking and like singing songs. And so it's about the company and it's about doing something together because their families are thousands of miles away. Yeah. In, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing we're doing a Christmas party at a friend's place and we're going to do gift swap. That's what we do every year. Uh-huh. Mm. Is that the one where you have to do the competition for who gets what box? No, we're not going to. We're not going to compete. Because it's kind of white elephant or something where you have to basically fight for the cool gifts. I hate that. What? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not that one. I did. I did go to this one party. Christmas party with some friends, younger friends, I'll say. And um, um, I got, it was like a, not a secret set that was just like pure gift swap. You have to eat. Everyone gives one gift. Yeah, draw cards, whatever. So you get random gifts from other people. It's not dedicated to you, right? And then I got this really mm. nice notebook with a really nice pen, which is something that I adore. And when I got it, wow. I was like, oh, this is really great. And at the party, there was another guy that had his eye on a different girl um, who wanted me my notebook after she saw what my <laughs> gift was and the guy came 
came to me and he said, can you give me your gift? And I looked at him and I'm like, no way I'm giving you this gift. I don't care. Wow, whether- I can't believe that. <laughs> I said, why didn't if he really likes her, why doesn't he just buy her a new note? And he brought a, he, <laughs> that or he brought a nice gift. Why does he just give me his nice gift? And I'll gladly swap my uh, notebook with his gift so that he could say something nice to the girl that he likes. And I was like, no way, man, you're not taking my notebook away from me. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to The Bridge. This reminds me of a story of because I had a secret Santa at a school I worked at several years ago. This is like five years ago. And I'm not that into this gift giving thing, but I wanted to do it right. And they were made me. So I was like, okay, sure. And they said, you have to spend 100 quiet and don't spend more than that or you're going to embarrass the others. And uh, everyone give a gift. So and you have to pull a name out of a hat like a couple weeks ahead. Now, most of the people I worked with didn't know China and they don't know how to use Taobao and JD. Yeah, I did. And I found out this girl love spirited away so i got her like a spirited away uh lamp oh my god she she started crying when i gave her the gift it was amazing i was was like oh i I actually kind of like this gift giving if people are going to have such emotive reactions you put you put a lot of thought into it i sorry just i didn't i just went on jd (laughs) for five minutes i mean that's how convenient it is you know what she liked and people appreciate that you know it's uh, that's like um that reminds me uh actually my first year in uh, boston as well i think the first year was just a good year the first semester the radio station that we worked at the school radio station had a secret santa and we all just drew you know random names from the bag and we're going to give our names to whoever and i actually did really horrible i just got a nice picture frame because i didn't I wasn't sure. I I didn't know who I was going to get. And I was being a little lazy. So I, I bought the gift beforehand. I'm like, whoever it is that's going to get my gift. It's a nice gift anyways. But the girl mm-hmm. who got my name, she went on my Facebook and she looked at things that I posted and she realized that I love Breaking Bad. Oh, wow. So she, <laughs> she went on Facebook and she realized I really love Breaking Bad. <laughs> and she got yeah. me this little bracelet with a, a very famous line in a show. I think it's called, it says, I am the danger. <laughs> she, which, oh, yeah. The thing is, I'm the one who knocks. Yeah. Like yeah. if you didn't know the show, it would be odd. But if you did oh my god i was like you're gonna be my best friend for at least the next couple of months <laughs> yeah so it's, it's a great Fantastic. it's a great so, event it's a great activity i wanted to say some of these don't seem that christmasy to me maybe i'm missing something but this one is christmas sherried single malt tasting at morton's it's literally show up at a bar and drink alcohol maybe you dress up I, in christmas, maybe this, christmas costumes and then there's drink. yeah yeah, they put the music on, right? And they have a Christmas tree, and That's then it's it. like time to buy <laughs> yeah. buy sherry. Then, yeah, this is Christmas market, which you already mentioned. Yeah, there's a right? lot. There's a lot Christmas fair and Christmas market, and another one Christmas market at Zara. Yeah, and then there's the Jingshan Christmas Night Market Plus Party. Yeah, that one I don't know. I I, don't, I think it by the time we're recording, it already happened. Um, didn't hear that people Aww. going. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> because I do have the owners, <laughs> I do have the owners WeChat. <laughs> 
but I didn't. Maybe I missed it. I didn't see a lot of posting about it. But I, I'm pretty sure the event at Zara was pretty fun because just because mm. of the interesting space of the venue. I found one that I really like. I'm skipped over several here. Yeah, and went to Charity Bazaar. Yeah, so it's, this is Canadian CIS school. This yeah. is right. This is yeah, a school yeah. for this is. CISB, so they have a charity yeah. event. I that's what Christmas is supposed to theoretically be about about like giving mm. and like taking care of other people and like especially the poor. So I like the idea that there are places you can drop presents for children, maybe orphans. You know, there are a few orphanages here in Beijing. And I know some of the people who actually did this in the past where they would collect money, they would collect school supplies, yeah. they would collect freshly wrapped presents and bring them to these orphanages, drop them off to make kids feel happy. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing that we are not doing this year, which is a little bit of a shame uh, for the comedy community. We used to do charity shows to raise money for orphanages. Time to get that kicked started. <laughs> you can start thinking about next year, this year, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Well, so, you know, you can at night, even in the, the small areas out here in West Beijing, where there are very few Lawai, you can actually at night, I'm saying 8, 9 p.m. when it's really dark, walk around and see that, you know, we have these huge towering residential landscape in China, especially in these big cities. Yeah. Occasionally, every mm. building you look at, you can see the special ornaments and Christmas trees and lights in a little box in someone's window in the distance. Yeah. And so you can tell that it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it means Lawai is here, right? It doesn't mean foreigner lives here. I think a lot of Chinese people are decking out their apartments for Christmas. Not the majority, right? But there's like a segment of Chinese population saying, oh, it's Christmas. Let's decorate our apartment. Even though they may not be affiliated with Christmas in any way, it's kind of just like another reason to celebrate. Exactly. And why not? Exactly. I went to get my eyelash extension yesterday with my friend dear friend emma um and one of the options there is to have like christmas colors diamonds on your eyelashes if you want to feel really festive and but want to be subtle about it there those options well and those eyelash places are definitely not you know american places but why not feel festive if you can you know and also i mean just in terms of like is does China have Christmas? Obviously, if you are a mall, you know, uh, there's Daoyuecheng, right? A joy city. Yeah. So there's three joy cities in Beijing. There's one, uh, the Qingdianlu one, the one in um, Xidan, and then we have one over here on the west, far west side also. Yeah. And they have huge Christmas tree decorations inside and out. And basically every mall does because, you know, that's where they want people to come and buy stuff. And Christmas is like not going to be as popular in China as like a singles day, 11-11, November 11th. Yeah. But it's going to draw people to buy stuff and spend money on food. So, you know, it's another opportunity for consumerism to take foothold in China's uh, growing consumer-based economy. China is trying to do this thing called dual circulation, where they want to make money for the Chinese economy by manufacturing and exports, but they and moving up the value chain. But they also want to help the Chinese economy grow by becoming more of a consumer-based economy at the same time. Yeah. And so, hey, Christmas is another opportunity if you have a toy store to sell more stuff. Because gift giving is a huge part of Christmas. Even for Chinese New Year, people don't really give gifts per se. It's not that you have to buy a gift for every member of the family. You may give them money, but your gifting <laughs> is not a huge, it's not a, you know as popular as a host- holiday activity for Chinese people. So Christmas kind of becomes naturally the business's favorite uh, imported holiday because of the importance of gifts. Well, I also have to say, if you just open, if you're in China, I guess you could probably do this outside of 
of China, but it's probably going to target you based on where you are. But in China, on my phone right now, I'm looking at it, I have JD. If I click JD and just type in Christmas, it's going to be an endless list of stuff forever. Like, you know, Christmas trees and Christmas ornaments and Christmas cups and Christmas clothes and Christmas sweaters and everything you could ever imagine. Yeah. So it's pretty easy to celebrate Christmas. You know what's cool about being in China and wanting to celebrate Christmas is everything you guys buy in the West is probably got it has to go. Th- it's exported from here. So you're paying through the nose. And if I want to buy a Christmas tree, I'm getting it at like 10 or 20 percent of the cost yeah. that you're paying. Yeah. Like, ha, 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 take that. I'm in. I, I'm at the North Pole, guys. Yeah, pretty much. I'm living in Santa's factory. <laughs> Santa's coming from here. <laughs> yeah. You think Santa lives in the North Pole? It was way too cold. He migrated to China decades ago. (laughs) Yeah, Santa's packing up here in China to bring the gifts over to the United States. Can I ask you, and you don't have to say too much detail, uh-huh. what are you doing for Christmas? I We're going to a friend's house on Christmas Eve, and we actually don't have plans on Christmas Day. We don't know yet. We'll see, because there's so many. We just went through all of these options, and there's another one, our friend's uh, restaurant, which is very well-known and beloved by a lot of people. Cumex is also doing um, mm. Christmas dinners, the same style as, as Lily's American Diner and these other mm. restaurants, three days. So you can go, you can go one of those three days if you want. We don't know what we're going to do on on Monday night because I think that's a Monday. Uh, Christmas falls on a Monday here. So we're not <laughs> sure what we're going to do yet. We'll see. There are quite a few people that we haven't asked. Maybe they'll just want to come over, have a an easier gathering where we don't have to have a big meal, but we'll drink mold wine for sure. You know what you can do? And I know this isn't something that's officially planned. Let's just go ice skating. A lot of people you know in the what? West for Christmas Day, they idea. go play in the snow. You know, you have the you have the canals, the river, you have the Hohai Bay Park. High, yeah. Have, yeah, Hohai, all these places where the, they do have ice skating. Because every year you don't it, need your own equipment. All you have to do is show up and like pay them 50 kwai, 80 kwai for like an hour to skate around. And you get to enjoy the, you know, feeling of skating out on the ice. And maybe if you wanted to have friends join you, you have friends could pop out as well. And that's definitely an opportunity that... That exists here. In addition to the fact that you have all of these outside venues, you can also go to malls. Most every mall has an ice rink as well. Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about going to going to, to do the. Did you call it a sledding? The where you sit on a. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been trying to go to do that for the longest time, but we've never we haven't we've never been. And this year, you know, the the COVID like COVID's behind us, and we've talked about it for so long. And the, <laughs> it is cold enough for sure in Beijing that it's. The same to go on these um, water bodies to do that. So, you know what? That could be a really good idea, actually. You know, they have the Olympic skiing section north of Mm -hmm. Beijing. It's about an hour or two up there. But I just read about it yesterday. It is free right now. They really want to encourage people to go there. So if you can get up there, it's actually free to go skiing right now in North Beijing. I I don't ski for the same reason why I don't drive. I think it's better for the greater goods of everybody in this world. But I do really want to go (laughs) to the ski rink. And, you know, I asked my friends because they were inviting me to say, Alex, go and try skiing. I said no, but I would love to go. 
oh, I just won't ski. But if there is a coffee shop at the top of the hill, if I, if oh, I yeah, could just I ride the that. cable car, go up there, and then I'll just be there, you know, drink coffee and chill for the whole day. I'll watch you guys ski and fall, and then uh, we'll ride the cable car back <laughs> down the hill together at the end of the day. Sounds like a wonderful time. Yeah, that does sound nice, actually. Right? You could do all kinds of... I might do that. I was thinking of, I'm not going to go. I don't want to hurt my knees. But now that the uh, just sitting can, in the cafe idea... We can record an episode of that coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> We're out of time. If you like this episode, please remember to give us five stars and subscribe. Thank you so much for your time, listeners. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. Thank you, Jason. And happy holidays, everyone. 